Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, Digital Man here at Mediacom. I'm C. Uniman, Chief Strategy Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the studio is Claudine Collins, Managing Director of Mediacom UK. Hello. Hello. Uh, I've got your Twitter blurb here, so let's go. <laughs> you are Managing Director of Mediacom UK. I you am. are an executive member of Razor Sunshine, a children's charity, as well as a Lord's Taverner, another children's charity. And then you are also, famously, an interviewer on The Apprentice 2013, 14 and 15. That is correct. How did that come about? I, that's not even written down, but how did that come about? Because <laughs> everyone's interested in that. Um, it's quite a long story, so I'll, t- I'll keep it very short. Basically, there was a task that was on The Apprentice where the candidates had to launch a free magazine. I remember. Yeah. Yes. And so I was involved in that because obviously as the biggest buying agency, they came to us sure. and I was head of press at the time. Yeah. So I've known Karen Brady for a long time. I worked with her in my first job. And the truth of the matter is after that, I saw Alan Sugar out about a week later <laughs> And I will talk to anyone. So I just went up to him and started talking to him, saying, oh, you know, I did your task last week. Yeah. We started chatting. And then he said to me, um, you know, look, I'd like to have a cup of coffee with you. Uh, would you have a cup of coffee with me in a couple of weeks? And then so I met him. And then he said to me, look, I need a kind of ballsy woman interviewer yeah. on the programme. And I think you fit the bill. So how do you fancy it? Fantastic. So that's how it kind of came about. Great. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... The fact that you're in the building is fantastic. It's lovely to see you. How, you. how are you? How are you feeling? I am feeling good. I'm feeling uh, very lucky, yeah. actually, that um, it was all caught very early. Um, I'm much more tired than yeah. normal, which is very frustrating for sure. me because I'm used to being like a Duracell bunny and mm. having energy like that, that never stops. So that's quite difficult. But other than that, it is fabulous to be back. Fantastic. I love being back. I love that. And it's lovely having you back. Thank you. Now, how has that changed how you see work, Claude? Do you know what, Sue? It actually hasn't changed how I see Mm. work. I still have the massive will to win that we talk Mm. about. I still want to do my best for me and for everybody in uh, in this company. I still want to win more business. I still want to be number one. It hasn't changed any of that. Um, What it has changed is how I work. So I think I used to fit 10 meetings in in a day and go out in the evening and be in early the next morning. And that's that's every evening. Yes, that's every evening. And I literally physically cannot do that Mm. now. So I'm having... And also, I was told by the oncologist that you know this was a warning i had to take it down a level yeah, it's too much yeah so therefore that's that's what i'm having to do i'm I having to listen I, and i don't think that makes you less effective no personally. i don't think so either. maybe maybe more maybe more maybe yeah more. With more time more pace yeah absolutely it's really interesting um so what what are the three things that you would like people to know about you um oh the three things i want people to know about me i didn't go to university that's the first. I think mm. people just assume, yeah. actually, that in a certain position, you went to university. Do you think, sorry, just because that's really fascinating, because especially here where we've got the yeah. apprenticeship scheme, which is a big part of what we do, is that important? Or what does that mean? What does that mean for your career? Um, 
it hasn't had any negative effect in my career and to me obviously I don't think it's important I think if you want to go and it, it gives you lots of benefits and there are great advantages to going as well if you want to go yeah. but it's not the be all and end all as as you can see and I think there were quite a few of us actually sitting around a table a lot of CEOs mm. and CSOs and MDs that hadn't been to university mm. so um, so yeah I don't think for me that wasn't anything Brilliant. that I felt was uh, a negative um, I am all about family and friends. I have a fantastic network of friends. Yeah. I adore my family. I have a tiny family, yeah. but I absolutely adore them. So uh, they're my number one thing. And I absolutely adore Mediacom. It's such a huge part of my life. I've yeah. been here 21 years. I can promise you, anyone that knows me knows, I would not have stayed somewhere where... I haven't learnt or been given opportunities or think it is the best company to work for and I absolutely love it. So is, is that what it is about Mediacom? Is the opportunity, is everything, that you, the potential of what you can achieve here? It's everything. I mean, it, there are so many facets to it. But yes, I mean, had I have been here and been bored or thought that I'm not learning anymore and actually I'm not being given the opportunity to, I probably would have gone elsewhere. But I really believe that you get out of what you put in. And so I'd always put in a lot, and we'll come on to that later. But um, the people, I mean, we talk about people first, and I really do believe that. I really do believe, and I, I'm testament to that. I've seen how people have treated me in the last few months anyway. But yeah. throughout the 21 years I've been here, um, I just can't think there's anywhere better to, to work. I mean, it's it's also really clearly that it's because you've helped uh, as I've helped to build this agency yes. and make it what it is which yes. is what we want everyone here to now feel um, but you don't just belong to us now Claude you sort of belong <laughs> to the world as well <laughs> and there are there are some misconceptions about you because your profile is so high yeah. what's what's the biggest one that you'd like to just get, get out of people's heads sort it this is the this is the opportunity Oh, I think you're better to tell me that than me. But I would think one of the misconceptions about me, and this would have been true years ago, yeah. but it's not true now, is that I like nothing more than getting dressed up, going out mm -hmm. and partying yeah. and meeting loads of famous people and mm -hmm. celebrities. Yeah. I can honestly tell you my favourite evenings are at home, having made a shepherd's pie, drinking a cup of tea with my friends and family. Yeah. Right, so I think that's the biggest but, misconception. By the, by the way, everyone, some of those friends are yes. the world's <laughs> yeah. biggest celebrities. But let's, but let's just gloss over that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the point of this podcast is to get um, people on the floor to know you, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. you've been one of the most popular people that, with the questions because people know a lot about you. Your profile's so high. And one of the things that people always talk about is one of your skills and attributes, um, which is fairly unique, is you know every detail about your clients and about yeah. the people you work with. About How, everybody, actually. About just everybody. <laughs> yeah. How do you manage to know every detail about your clients? I, um, well, first of all, I like people and yeah. I like talking to people. Why? I'm just interested. I'm just interested. You know, that's I... such a you question. Normally, it's not why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I just kind of am. I find it a real failing if I can't connect with somebody. And believe me, of course, there are people that you know I haven't connected with that are clients. But I hate it if that yeah. happens because I like to think of that course. I can connect with most people. Absolutely. But I am interested, so I ask them about 
you know, we always talk about work, of course we do when we meet up, but I think it's equally important that people get to know you, and so I often will talk about myself and my life, yeah. and I ask them about their lives, and they're always happy to talk about their children or their pets or where they're going on holiday. And the truth of the matter is, I promise you, that when I meet a new client and I ask them their kids' names and ages, I then go to the toilet and write it down in my, yeah. on yeah. my phone. So write it down. So I remember, yeah. and then before I go and see them again, I click through my phone and I think, okay, this is his three kids' names. And when I sit down, I say, oh, how's, you know, Andrew, Betty? And yeah. they're like, they look at me and I went, oh, my God, I can't believe you. Yeah you remember yeah, yeah of course and you know i write it down i write down their birthdays yeah. i excuse myself so that to go to the toilet the again that is the, that is the secret oh, yeah, i've told everyone secret. my secret everyone now. now everyone thinks i've got a great memory i just remember these things <laughs> um you've been here as you said over 20 years we've worked together for over 20 years um and you and i have seen quite a lot of change yeah. during that time a huge amount of change and that's part of the reason why we stayed as well is yeah. is, that, is that it's never got boring but what we've also sort of had to do and I, and I think I've seen you do you've seen me do is reach outside our comfort zones yeah. during that period yeah. because if we'd stayed the same absolutely nothing would have changed what so can you give us an example of a time when you've had to reach a long way outside of your comfort zone in order to get something done at work well there are lots but um as you know Sue my background was very much print buying so I was a press buyer I was good as a press buyer uh, but I could see how things, how digital was going to impact. And I could see that we were going to have to integrate the buying teams. So I knew that for me, I was going from heading up a big team that was very successful into a world of TV and digital and outdoor and radio that I didn't have any experience in. And to be honest, never thought I'd ever need any experience in. And actually proposed to my bosses that this was the right thing to do, even though actually it meant that I was in a more precarious position because I was going to have to learn an awful lot very quickly. Um, but it was time that we actually put all the buying functions together. So that was a huge learning curve for me to go out there and meet with all the outdoor guys, all the digital guys and try and understand what they did and how it worked. That that would I would say would be a big thing I also I do um push myself quite a lot out of my comfort zone so I will sit on panels mm. that are on topics that I honestly don't know about because it means that I then have to go and research them and actually I remember Chris Bins helping me I was sitting on a digital um and storytelling kind of panel and Chris Bins helped me a lot but it meant that I had to really spend a lot of time researching it so that if anyone asked me any questions I didn't not know the answer I had an opinion sure. um, so I do still put myself on a lot of panels on things that I think I don't know about this but I will learn about it sure. and then I grow as a person as well sounds like you're someone who's comfortable outside of their comfort zone especially going on the the, the your favorite thing in the evening is to be at home I wouldn't say, listen, I don't dislike going out. So it's no. not like it's it's a hardship for me. I'm just saying if I had to choose, mm. that was that. And I don't think anyone likes going out of their comfort zone, but you know it's good for you. So yeah. it's one of those things. It's a bit like going to the gym, if I'm honest, for me. I absolutely hate going mm. to the gym, yeah. but I know that the benefit that it gives me is worth going. Sure. It's the same way that putting myself out of my comfort zone and going on panels or doing other things 
will benefit me and, and it gets run. easier doesn't it I mean, yeah I think it does it's a good definitely. thing to say is the first time you do it you're going oh, oh yeah god and then actually what's the worst that can happen actually? absolutely listen and if f- you prepare yeah if you prepare that's the thing i had to do a speech a couple of weeks um a few years ago in new york and i was really nervous it was to about 200 people and i was really nervous and as i stood up I spilt a whole glass of water over, I was wearing a bright green dress over this green dress. And I had practised it to the point of walking up and down the stage and and I couldn't. So I had to now stand behind a lectern because I knew that all anyone would be looking at is this huge wet patch on my (laughs) skirt. So it kind of threw me, but you you get through it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, we're on to questions that we ask every guest now. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone just starting their career in our business? I would say um, put your hand up for anything. That's uh, a very common one. It is. Yeah. it is a very common one. Well, I did. I mean, you know, there were things that, honestly, I don't think I ever said no to anything. So if mm-hmm. my bosses ever asked me to do anything... There was none of this, oh, I don't fancy her, or I don't fancy working on that account, or I don't want to do this. I think that you get on in life by making your boss's lives easier, quite frankly. Yeah. So. And our clients, right? And like, our clients, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I would put your hand up for anything. Uh, make the tea for your team. Yep. Right? So, you know, kind of be a team player, make the tea for your team. Learn as much of you as you can about the other departments in the agency. So, I mean, the apprentices have, you know, are lucky that they do turns in different areas. But for other people that come in that are just, let's say, planning or investment or business science or whatever, it can only be positive that they learn about what the other side do. Um, talk to anybody and everyone. I think it's a really uh, important thing. And finally, something that uh, I say to everyone is remember there is life outside of work. Yep. Um, tell us tell us about an awful mistake that you've made in your career, Claude. I think I must have blocked this out, Sue, okay. because I have been thinking about it. And I thought, okay, there are things that people would say were a mistake, Yeah. but... I wouldn't be here now had it not have happened. So, can so you just give us one Okay, yeah. so I'll give you an example. My first agency I went to, yeah. okay, so Which was what? this is kind of something that people don't know about me. Sure. Might be in that question. Which is a question I've I know got, it yeah. is, but that isn't what I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. But okay. anyway, the, what people don't know about me is I really never thought about being a career girl. All I wanted was to get married and have four children, mm-hmm. right? That was my dream. Yeah. I wanted that to happen. So I started off in a very small uh, media independent called Squires Robertson Gill. And I'd come from doing a course at Watford College, which was a brilliant advertising course at the time. And I was there with a guy called Darren Rubens, who is now the CEO of PhD. And I went to this small media independent. He went to, I think, Ogilvy and Mather. And I stayed there for five years because I was really happy there. Mm. And I didn't think about moving. And he kept saying to me, you've got to move. It's ridiculous. And at that time, everybody kind of like moved around jobs every year or every two years. I think, and I I was, think they still do outside media. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. And I was still there. So people would have said that was a mistake that I stayed in my first job yeah. so long. Mm. I then got headhunted um, to, which is MEC now, but was CIA, which was one of the biggest media independents. And the only reason that I took that job was because um, 
the company I'd worked for had lost a big bit of business. And the uh, the guy that owned the company said that he was going to have to make people redundant, but he didn't want to make me redundant. But there was a girl there who was a single mum with two children and he was going to make her redundant. And I said to him, look, I have been offered this job at this other company and if I take that job, then she can stay. Yeah. And that kind of sorts everything out. And he said, look, I don't want to lose you, but that is a game changer going to that agency and that was the first time when I thought actually I do want a career I actually do think I'm quite good at this and I want to prove myself and do the best that I can do but I think someone would say to me staying five years at MEC um, uh, sorry Squires Squires was probably too long and of course there have been lots of other things Sue where I've written emails to clients that shouldn't have been written to clients and and things like that but I can't think of a massive and, and best best decision Easily coming to, to media. media com. <laughs> Easily. It was media business. It was media business at the time. It was media business. And also coming into this career, because to be honest, I was told at school, go and do a management trainee course. Uh, you know, it was either go and do law at university, which I didn't want to do, go and do a management trainee course at John Lewis or Marks and Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no one that I I didn't know anyone in advertising. So how I got into it um, was the best thing I've done. I need to, I need to call you as a genie, and mm-hmm. I've got my magic circle in front of me, mm-hmm. and I need to put five objects in front of mm-hmm. in it. What would the five objects be? <sighs> so it's definitely going to be. Is it friends and family, or do you leave them out? It's objects. No. Okay, so friend, my friends and family are absolutely number one. Okay. I hate to say this because it really irritates me. This, but my phone is going to be number two. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Cheese is going to be number three. A really strong cheddar cheese (laughs) with a baguette. Okay, okay. Right, and then it's going to be really a toss up between a bottle of red wine and Gerard Butler. So you can kind of see my it's food and drink related. Friends and family. (laughs) Fine. Phone, cheese. Cheese, baguette. Mm. Oh, baguette was. Not I a think, cheese baguette. No, no. no yeah, no. cheese oh, baguette, we'll number you, one. Yeah, yes. we'll, yeah. We'll roll that into yeah, yeah, red we'll, wine we'll and Gerald Butler. That. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, specific things now. So it's going to sound like the same question. It's not the same question. Yeah. After living things, so not mm-hmm. not not, mm-hmm. not family, friends, pets, mm-hmm. whatever. What are the three specific things you'd grab if you were running out of the house so, in, the fire in the middle of the night? Okay, so it would be my phone. Yeah. It would be a photo of my mum, dad, sister and myself taken at one of our big birthdays. And it would be a card that my mum sent me that is very sentimental. Because I think you can replace all your possessions. But those things you can't replace. And actually, last week I had a flood in my house. And I've got this amazing book that my mum had given me. And she'd written some amazing words in it. And I was just so upset because it got ruined. So that was like, you know. So when you wrote that, I thought, okay, that's definitely going to be. Yeah. What is something that no one else knows about you apart from what we've already heard? Well, I'm pretty much an open book. And um, if there's things that people don't know about me, it's because I don't want them to know that about me. So I'm not about to say that now. (laughs) But something that most people certainly here wouldn't know about me was that I used to be nearly 21 stone. Wow. No, I didn't know that. No. (laughs) Sue did because she was here. All right. But, um, yeah. Wow. 
They look great now. And looking Thank you good. very much. And looking good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, final sort of set question. Um, yeah. If you could change Mediacom in one way, wave your magic wand, yeah. what would it be? A totally different building without a big hole in the middle of it. That would be. I think the building, you know, when we moved in all that time ago, it was the most incredible building yeah. and fantastic. And we were so excited. But now it is, uh, God, I, I, there it's are creaking, so many things I'd love to yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. So it would be the cool. building. Okay, one more. The final thing is we've got these cards. Um, so they are totally at random. Okay. So you don't know, you can't prepare for them. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Uh, if you just pick one and read it out and then answer, please. There we go. If you didn't in any way worry about failure, what might you try doing? I I don't know if it's about failure, but I would live in a different country. Oh. So I think that I find the weather here <laughs> yeah. challenging at best. Right. I've thought many a time about moving country but it's more about the fact that my friends and family and my career yeah. are here which is why I why I don't um if I didn't anyway worry about failure what would I do I would probably um I've been asked a few times to go on kind of live tv and do stuff like yeah. that and I haven't um because I'm worried that I might say the wrong thing and I should probably say yes to that. In fact, it's kind of a New Year thing yeah, that I'm going to say yes to say that. Yes yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Hammer loves you. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. It's been fantastic. Pleasure. It's been great. Thank I'll, you. Um, yeah, so we're, uh, I think we've got Matt me coming up after this one and then um, if you've got any questions or anyone that you'd like to hear from you can email us at connectedpodcastuk at gmail.com or you can find me at andrew.spurry-doors at mediacom.com Sue Uniman oh no Sue.uniman <laughs> at mediacom.com otherwise thanks for listening bye bye <laughs>